The Marine and the Hippie is a weekly conversation about current events aimed at presenting alternative viewpoints while looking for common ground. We are the Marine and the Hippie. Welcome to Dialogue 28 of the Marine and the Hippie. I am Dylan, the Hippie, coming at you from Kusadashi, Turkey. Today, we will be talking about the writing process and publishing books, as both Doc and I are now published authors and what that entails. My book is called On Question Mark. It's a book about topics like we discuss here. And it's designed with the idea that somebody could read a chapter and either agree or disagree with the chapter um, about the topic and come up with their own opinion. And I don't know, I I think that that's, that's kind of how I think, more of a book of philosophy or ideas than anything else. Doc? My book is called The Practical Effects of Time Travel, a Memoir. And what it is is essentially a maybe a reboot or, or a rewrite of the classic 1887 novel, Looking Backward, 2000 to 1887, which tells the story of a pretty wealthy Bostonite who falls asleep one night and wakes up in the year 2000. In my story, of course, the protagonist is a wealthy industrialist, like the main protagonist in the first story. But she enters an experimental time machine, and somehow the time machine catastrophically fails and proceeds to leave her significantly far into the future, where things have changed so dramatically and so drastically that they don't look anything like the world that she left behind, and now she has to figure out how that system works. And like Dylan's book, it is a book of philosophy. It's a book of political philosophy and economic philosophy that describes a system which you could think of as a utopia. Uh, Robots do all the menial labor for us. We have all these hours and, and all this energy free to pursue things that we like to pursue. We live in a society of abundance where, you know, food is mere pennies for a meal. And uh, meanwhile, the best food and the best music is produced, the best movies and that kind of stuff. All that comes from the dramatic unleashing of creative potential that is caused by freeing people of having to fight and struggle for their necessity. And so now that you got the kind of ideas of both books uh, in your head, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about the book writing process as opposed to some current event that's going on well there's a lot of weird current events going on right now we could talk about but i think it's a good it'd be a good conversation if we talk about our experiences writing and publishing in case anybody out there wants to try it themselves you know we both have this experience and we might as well make use of it and and talk a little bit about it yeah so um two years ago two and a half years ago i i started observations from the spectrum org as a as a blog as a place just to publish ideas i like to write my degrees in creative writing and before that for 10 years i was in the classroom as a school teacher and kind of just wanted i wanted a vehicle to use to write and the blog the blog's interesting i, I think that there's some there's some personal memoirs there's uh some personal stories there's philosophy there, there's all sorts of uh, things that I've written and then I I kind of got bored because it wasn't it wasn't all together and I, and I wanted to design something that that would that was tangible something that that people could hold on to and take a look at and work with instead of searching through the blog you know there's 200 essays something that was okay what's this about and and 
and how can I connect to the reader? So I sat down and I said, MTV, you know, the, the, the beginning of, of the end in some ways of man's intellect because it, it shortened our attention span. So, you know, my father's favorite book was Gone with the Wind, you know, thousand pages of, of reading. And I think very few people can sit down now or very few people now can sit down and really dive into an actual text. And I look at Twitter, I look at Facebook, and Doc and I were talking about this before the show. Social media in and of itself is dangerous because it it doesn't give us a clear idea. It doesn't give us a clear picture. It only gives us a, a frame or, or part of a picture. And that's that's what I wanted to create with On. It was it's this idea of trying to paint full pictures about individual topics. So there's, you know, on GOP, on DNC, on um, sports, and, and be able to look at, at a, pick it out as a piece instead of having to read a whole novel for people who, I don't know, generally are not reading as much, if that makes sense. And I think... Uh, one of the things we can also share is our, our process of of writing and creating a book specifically to be sold. Uh, and when we come back from break, uh, we can we can talk some more about that. You're listening to Marina the Hippie. This is Dialogue Number Twenty Eight, and maybe we can call it on writing books. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Marine and the Hippie. I'm Dylan. I'm the Hippie from Turkey. And let me just tell you, Kolai Gelsen, may it be easy. Peace. Hey, you're listening to Marine and the Hippie. This is episode 28. Uh, we were talking about publishing our books on publishing. And uh, Dylan's book is called On? Question mark. And my book is called The Practical Effects of Time Travel, a memoir. And both of them are available on Amazon as we speak right now. And one of the things that we want, I want to talk a little bit about is the process of actually publishing. Now, when I took my manuscript that I typed out in Microsoft Word and I utilized uh, Microsoft styles in Word to make sure all the headings were right and all the paragraphs were justified and everything like that, I uploaded them into a program called KDP, which is a little desktop app that you can just set on your desktop. And it will actually allow you to create what's called a proof of the book which you then submit to KDP, which is the Amazon publishing um, platform. And they will actually take the proof of your book then and print off copies on demand. So as any as soon as someone buys it, they'll actually publish a copy of your book, you know, box it up and send it to that person. And you can also do it uh, so it's available on Kindle. You usually use the same manuscript. You'll upload it to the Kindle uh, section of it create a Kindle version of your book and then you know upload that to the KDP publishing too and you can set prices and all this other stuff those are all very technical aspects of it but if you're interested in writing and publishing your own book for example the KDP app is a real good way to get in on the ground floor so to speak of self-publishing one of the things that that happened with me was uh, all I had was a Chromebook and I I had the observations from the spectrum and I was trying to figure it out and I, and I came across the KDP app and the Chromebook wouldn't let me do it. I didn't have enough um, technology or, or enough, it wasn't 
uh, available for Chrome is only available for Apple, for iOS and, and Windows. And then when I got a new computer, a Windows-based computer, I revisited it. And as Doc said, it was it's really simple. Um, once you have the writing, once you have the the actual content to put in, it's like the difference between building a website 10 years ago on WordPress, which is observations from the spectrum, and then building a new one like Marine and Hippie on Wix or GoDaddy. It takes a half an hour. It's, it's cleaner. It's easier. It's, it's smoother because the technology is caught up for the user. And that's where the KDP app is really helpful. It means... Even if you, you know, if you as a reader buy my book on question mark by Dylan Netter, N-E-T-T-E-R, um, shameless plug, and you found a typo, you could email me and I could go back into my manuscript, fix it, and the next copy that sold wouldn't have that typo. So instead of the, the, the times of, of past in which, you know, as a writer, you, you'd have to get a contract and then 10,000 copies are made and 10,000 copies would ha have that typo. This would be, all right, there's only three typos or one typo and, and then you can fix them and immediately kind of re-upload them to fix it. When I was actually publishing my book, one of the things that I discovered was that there are two different kinds of editors that you need to employ the services of. One of them is a copy editor, which goes through and finds all the little, you know, you're missing a comma here. You, you know, you have the, the wrong, you're, your quotation marks are the wrong way. They're pointing the wrong direction in the year because you put a space after your period when you shouldn't have. Uh, and then there's content editors, which will look at your book and check for continuity. Will will make sure that you've you know maybe want to say this in a different way, uh, or you know you contradict yourself in this paragraph here, which you said in the previous paragraph, because you took two years off between writing those two paragraphs. Uh, and, you know, content editors will do that. But unfortunately for many self-publishers, you know, if you get a contract with a book company, they'll hire all those people for you and they'll take the, you know, the cost of them out of whatever money you make from the book. But when you're doing it yourself, that money comes out of your pocket if you want to hire an editor. And so this is going going back to what Dylan said. It's really easy for you to go in and do your own editing, even though that's probably not preferable. Because by the time you finish writing a whole book, you know your eyes are tired and you've read the same thing and it's in your voice and everything. You're going to miss a whole bunch of stuff, and so it might help to have fresh eyes on it. But that costs a lot of money to hire those two editors, and a lot of people who are publishing their own books don't have hundreds and hundreds or maybe thousands of dollars to hire an editor. Yeah, and one of the problems that all writers have, I would assume, or at least I have it, is that when I when I go back to edit something, sometimes I don't see the mistake. I'm missing a word, but I know what I was writing. I know what I'm planning on reading. So I, I assume that the word's there and there might be a, a, a word, you know, an article or, or an adjective or a noun that's that's missing and, and I have to go back and fix it. So that's where, you know, having, you know, readers really helps is this idea of kind of being a kind of glo on a global platform, global contributors. So, but yeah, the this idea that, Editing is easy is is changing, um, or that that editing is available because you know the the there's editing websites, there's editing programs that really kind of helped you to write now. But I think a lot of them also change the voice, and that's that's a problem for a writer is is making sure that you keep your clear voice and so that the reader connects with you. They're not connecting with a the machine. Um, 
When we come back, we'll continue talking about On Publishing, Dialogue 28 with the Marine and the Hippie. into a, spe- a, spe- a special forces compound in California and attacked two special forces men, cutting them, and they ran into an office and called the police. Ninja 2, special forces 0. Yeah, $900 billion because right. two special forces guys who I can't beat one. the shit out of a ninja and have to, who have to lock themselves in an office. <laughs> Oh God! Yeah, that's that's it. You are listening to Green and the Hippie. <laughs> Do it. It's done, man. It's already in my it's head. Done. Hey, you're listening to Marine and the Hippie Dialogue 28 on publishing, and we're talking today about how to self-publish your work. Uh, we have a lot of writing, a lot of people that are doing a lot of creative things and like that. And we started off talking about the benefits of writing your own stuff and how to get editors or, or maybe edit your own work a little bit there in the last segment. But now we'll talk about getting your work in front of other people. And, you know, this is one of the constant challenges. If you work through a publishing house with an agent and whatnot, they will hire a person to go out there and promote your stuff. And that's all they do is go promote your stuff. They have a whole ad campaign. They have speaking tours where you get to go around the country and have your little book parties and feel special. And, you know, you're this person that accomplished this great thing that literally hundreds of thousands of people have already done. Uh, but, you know, the, the company treats you really well. When you do it yourself, though, you don't have that kind of support. So you got to figure out your own ways to uh, to get your work in front of other people to get your work in front of other readers. Uh, just anecdotally, my book has sold about 47 copies in just over a year. Uh, I haven't done a lot with marketing or promotion of my book because my goal is not really so much to sell the book as to get people to read it. And so my stats say that I've sold 47 copies, but I've actually probably given away another 20 copies for free just to people just because they asked me for it uh, because I'd rather them read it than them pay for it and the only reason I make them pay for it make people pay for it is because number one it costs money to print the books at Amazon but number two people don't tend to value things that they get for free and when I give copies of my book books away to people I never hear another word about it from anyone and so I have a feeling that it has become a very expensive door jam for some people, and it is sitting on some computers of other people. Dylan, what do you do uh, in your case to promote your your work? So to promote my work, I, I spend quite a fair amount of time on on Twitter, on Facebook, just copying, pasting, and dropping, and adding a catchy message. And I've been doing that for about two and a half years on observations on OFTS, and rarely does a day go by that I don't have traffic to my website. And that's fun because you get to, I get to go in and take a look at the matrix and see that, oh, wow, somebody from China is reading this right now or Finland or Sweden or America or wherever. And, 
and that's that's how I'm I'm self promoting is uh, using social media. So in the last month or so since publishing on question mark, I've been dropping it as a an attachment to my tweets, to my Facebook postings, just to gain steam, just to gain um, momentum. Because now with the OFTS, even if I don't post something on that day, somebody's still going to the site. So it seems like the the idea is that the more you copy and paste and you get it in front of people's face, eventually somebody is going to click and then make a decision yay or nay. Do you get a lot of people coming from like Twitter and Facebook uh, and saying, hey, look, I, I'm interested in your book. How do I get a copy that's not on Amazon? Do you have anybody that ever asked you that? I have not had anyone ask me how to get a copy not on Amazon. Um, I have asked, I have been told that I shouldn't do it because I'm, because it's stupid or because the book is, um, you know, I've, I've, I've copied and pasted it in the wrong place. Like I, I thought that a thread of, of, um, mutual aid would be a good place. Hey, instead of just donating money here, buy my book and support me a different way. And somebody, somebody took uh, offense to that, but no, I've never had anybody kind of be anti Amazon because I, I don't know. I think we could do a whole topic on that. Amazon's here to stay. Yeah. I, uh, I get a lot of requests that I get that are directly to my email have to do with people's dislike of Amazon and wish that they could get a copy of the book. And they'll always start with the same thing. Like, look, I found your book. I think it's pretty interesting. Um, is there a way to get it that's not on Amazon? And that usually leads to more of a discussion with me. Yeah, here's a free copy of the book. I don't really care if you pay for it. What I really want you to do is read it. And I would like you to go onto Amazon then and review it. And as I mentioned, you know, because reviews help your ratings on Amazon, you know, and uh, this is one thing that people don't seem to understand if you don't review the thing and it sits like my book has for a year with zero reviews, Amazon pushes it down the list. They have rankings of this book on in the various categories. They'll push it down the search list. And so if anyone's looking for time travel books, my book ain't going to pop up. Even though, and I'm not you know breaking my arm to pat myself on the back or anything like that, but my book is based on a very solid historical time travel novel. You know, and it is a very good read and it presents a time travel utopia where the books that will appear on the top of the list are authors who often pay for their reviews, who write time travel novels about, you know, a woman falling in love with some dude that she met back in World War II. And so, uh, you know, when I pass out books, I hope that people will review my stuff, but a lot of times they don't bother to even read it, let alone review it. And I think that that, that could be a bit of a problem. I, I think this dialogue is about publishing and i think amazon has figured out a way to make it easy for a fledgling writer somebody who doesn't have a, a, a publishing house behind them to help them with everything to to pay them to actually create a manuscript this is the way to do it just like twitter just like facebook just like you know google i mean we're we're in the age of technology and the kdp app is the app to help you self publish you know, as I said at the beginning of the show, you know, when I first created my WordPress, it was it was really difficult for for me because I'm not a coder. Um, now to create the website for MarineHippie.com, it it only took a few minutes. I mean, it took a day, but it was easy to do because it's it's designed that way. We can we can hate 
or have a disdain for these big companies and these big corporations. And, and I can understand that. But they're also supporting uh, the livelihoods of, you know, people who are trying to survive and succeed in the easiest way. So, Doc, why don't you finish this off? Um, just to finish up, the, you know, it's absolutely true that, that the book that I wrote, you know, and having had in my head for, you know, years and whatnot, and the biggest roadblock to my completing that novel was the notion that I had to go get an agent and go get a publisher who would agree to print 10,000 copies off for me and give me an advance. Because, you know, I don't live in New York. I don't have access to agents on either of the coasts. Uh, and I don't have time to shop my manuscript around and beg people to represent me to these publishing houses. So consequently, if there's no possibility that I'm ever even going to get a look at by one of the publishing houses, I'm not going to put the time and the effort into actually publishing the thing. When I discovered this KDP app was available and that I could self-publish on Amazon, that was the door that I walked through to get my work published. And now I actually have a physical copy of my book that I can show to people. I actually have you know, given my book away as presents and people have actually gone out and purchased my book. And without that KDP app, that would not have been possible. It would have been a dream in my head and I wouldn't have been able to communicate it to anyone. So, you know, this is the one thing, you know, if you don't want to use Amazon, I'm sure that there's other ways to do this, but I haven't researched any of them, but it, it's very easy. Like Dylan says, it's very easy to do this, you know, and you can actually start publishing your own books. You know, if you want to give them away for free, just sell them at cost, whatever. You know, but it, there's no reason that you shouldn't publish your own books now because now it's totally available and totally able to you're totally able to do it without the support of these big corporate you know paper mills uh, that are that are book publishing houses. And so I suppose that's the last word on publishing. Um, Dylan, you got anything else you want to plug your book one more time? Yeah, please uh, visit Amazon. Dylan Netter, N-E-T-T-E-R, and look for the book on question mark. Love to get some more reads and, you know, see, see what you think. And also, if you want to check out my book, my book, once again, is called uh, The Practical Effects of Time Travel, a Memoir. And it is also at Amazon that you can look it up. Or you can write me an email and, uh, and ask me for a free copy. I'm perfectly happy to send you a PDF so you can burn your eyes out looking at it on your screen of choice. Um, so... Um, if you want to check us out, uh, Marine underscore hippie at Twitter and uh, marineandhippie.com. You can check out our show blog with all of our information. And thanks for listening to Dialogue 28 with the Marine and the Hippie. This is Dylan the Hippie signing off from Kusadashi, Turkey. Ciao. Hey, this is Doc. Uh, you're listening to The Marine and the Hippie, and I am The Marine. For more information on The Marine, follow Doc at Supernova underscore Earth on Twitter and listen to The Supernova Earth Show on Spotify. For more information on The Hippie, follow Dylan at Gezi and Me on Twitter and read his blog at observationsfromthespectrum.org.